is the queen, 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 queen. Who's ready for some tea? What is up, y'all? It's your girl, Queen Meese. Thank you so much for tuning into the new and improved The Queen's Tea Podcast. Y'all, I'm going to be downright honest. I have been so trifling. I have not posted anything in the past nine months, but that all is changing. Thank you so much for continuing to walk, rock with the queen. Um, so much has happened in the past nine months. I like celebrated one year of being married. I got a promotion at work. Hashtag coins. We bought a freaking house. Hashtag black generational wealth. I'm going to give myself a hand clap for that. Cause start to finish that thing took 13 months, but we'll do another episode, uh, detailing our home buying process and, and let you know about a great program that can help you if you are a first time home buyer. Anyway, that's not what we're here to talk about today. I wanted to come online, come out of retirement, dust off my microphone, and talk about what everyone has been talking about for the past 24 hours, Aisha Curry. Now, I will warn you that this may be a short episode because the queen is on 51% on her MacBook, and I left the charger at work, so we're going to get right into it. So, this week, Jada Pinkett Smith's Red Table Talk, which is fabulous, by the way, hosted the Currys. So, Steph Curry is a famous basketball player. He plays for, I think he plays for OKC. I I probably should have done my research. I don't know. I'm a football girl. Anyway, he's a famous basketball player. Yes, he does. No, he doesn't play for, he plays for the Golden State Warriors. Wow, I am supposed to know that. He plays for the Golden State Warriors. So apparently like his family is full of basketball players. His dad was like a famous basketball player. His brother is a basketball player. His like sister is into volleyball. They're like a very athletic family. So this week, uh, Jada Pinkett Smith hosted them. And so his sister was on there, his sister-in-law, his mom, who is snatched and beat, honey. When she said she was 53 years old, I could not believe it. Like, sis really has been minding her business and drinking her water for the past 53 years. And I need parts, okay? I need to look like that when I'm 53. And then, of course, he had they had on the show Aisha Curry, who is Steph Curry's wife, but she's so much more than that. She's a cover girl. She's a chef. Uh, she's like a a restaurant whatever it's called I'm not even going to try to pronounce it but she owns a restaurant um and she's just like an amazing person she's a mom of three beautiful kids um and yeah she's just a baddie so they're talking on the red table talk and and obviously you know the topic is going to be the men in their lives right and so Jada kind of starts off asking how they feel about all of the women that are up in their man faces, right? And so Aisha starts talking about how, you know, it's been particularly difficult for her. You know, Steph is a genuinely nice person. And, you know, sometimes he just doesn't get it. Honey, I felt that. Because let me tell you, every time we go to a restaurant or a fast food drive through honey, my husband be trying it. He tries it. They're like, hi, welcome to Taco Bell. Hi, um, how can I help you? He'll go, hey, how you doing today? I'm fine. You know what? No, we're not here for that. You better order the chalupa and let's keep it going. We don't need to be asking this woman how her day is. Let's order and get on. So I actually understand where she's coming from, where men just are genuinely nice people. And like people can take advantage of that. So I felt that. 
So then she starts talking about how, you know, she just has been feeling invisible. She felt invisible in the beginning of his career. You know, women would come up to him and they would act like she wasn't even there. And, you know, they were talking about she was talking about how heartbreaking that was and how, you know, it made her feel a type of way, which it should. So she said that they talked about it. And now he puts a strong emphasis on making sure that he is introducing her and she never has to introduce herself which I think is so important. Like, I honestly feel like within 30 seconds of, you know, you catching up with the old friend of the opposite sex or either the same sex, um, I really feel like if your partner is there, hey, this is my wife. Hey, this is my husband. Like, that needs to happen. Maybe not the first 30 seconds. Actually, yes, the first 30 seconds, that needs to happen. You can continue your conversation after you have acknowledged that I am just, like, here. I'm here and, like... We were doing something, we were interrupted, and you need to acknowledge my presence and acknowledge me as a human being. So I get that. So then we hear from Aisha, and she kind of pauses automatically, right? And so she goes, I know that this is going to sound weird. And so I was like, I hate when black women do that, right? Like, I hate when we diminish who we are and how we feel out of, like, fear that it's going to come off weird to other people and so this is the part where it gets like meet social media in an uproar so she's basically saying that for the past 10 years she has seen women just kind of gawk at her husband and you know she was like nothing no like no man, man has ever you know she, she hasn't had any of that. She hasn't had like a man trying to get her attention or like complimenting her. And she was like, and it doesn't make her feel good. It actually makes her wonder if there's something wrong with her. And it really tugs on an insecurity. And so almost immediately, like Aisha isn't even ready. She isn't even allowed to finish her thought, right? So immediately black women, like we always do, we start assuring and Jada just automatically goes and it's like, oh, honey, you're beautiful. And you know, when your radar is turned off, you don't see it, which I actually agree with. Like I was in South Carolina last month and this white man was like talking to me. He had been my trainer and he was like, oh, you know, um, he was asking me like where I live in Maryland and was like, I was, he was like, oh yeah, I'm, I'm in that part sometime. And I just like, was like, oh, okay, well, whatever. And then when we get to the airport, my coworkers was like, oh, he definitely was like flirting with you, Jimmy. So he wants you. I was like, no, I don't think so. And I was like, wow, am I like so far removed that I don't even pick up when somebody is like flirting with me? So, I mean, I definitely get that part. And so then she goes on to say that like she doesn't want the attention of men, but it would be nice to know someone is looking, right? And so this part right here is what is having people all in their feelings. And it's honestly pretty disgusting to like see some of the comments. And we'll get into that because we have a new segment of the show called the jester of the day, which is what I like to call the jackass of the day or the jackass of the week. But you know, when I thought about this, I, I immediately, like, my heart immediately went out to her because I understand 100%. Like, yes, you've been with this man for 10 years. Y'all grew up together. He may call you beautiful every day, but there's nothing like a stranger giving you a compliment. Like, I know me. When I'm walking to work, 
And I'm telling you right now, those homeless black men at McPherson Square Park, shout out to y'all because y'all be having my head boosted up, honey. Especially when I wear a nice bold color. I always get a, honey, you look real good in that orange. You know, and it's like, I would never give these men a time, the time of day, but it still makes me smile or sometimes it makes me roll my eyes if they keep going, but it just makes you feel good, right? Especially when you're getting that compliment from the opposite sex, like, with women, it's particularly black women, like, you know, it's very hard for us to compliment each other. Let's be honest. And so, you know, when we do, it makes you feel good. But it's a different feeling when a man or a woman and you're the opposite sex when they compliment you because they don't have to. And it makes you feel desirable. It's kind of one of those things like I'm this prize in this store and you can look, but you can't have me. But, like, how would we feel if we were in a freaking store at, at Macy's, like, the, the storefront window, and everybody just walked past us, right? Everybody walked past us to the other display mannequin. We would feel like, well, dang, like, is my outfit not nice? You just automatically think that. You automatically do. And so I felt her. I really did. Also, like, to, like, take into consideration that this woman has three children. Three. Now, I don't have any kids left yet. But I do know from my friends, from, you know, honestly watching shows, your body changes after you have children, right? Your body changes after you have one child. So I can only imagine how she's feeling. She's been with this guy for 10 years, which means they met each other when they were like teenagers. I think they met in like... um bible study or some church camp and like i'm pretty sure her body looks the same she might have gained weight like me child but guess what this keto is working in the name of jesus i'm getting my body my summer body off layaway this summer um anyway back to the point um so i can only imagine how she would be feeling and it's like honestly stuff getting better with time you know in her eyes you know he keep winning the championships they talking about he wanted the greatest alive and she probably continues to feel invisible and so you know especially with the amount of women that are probably gawking after her husband that you just standing there or you seeing it or us like going on social media looking at the comments because don't lie and say we don't but like I'm pretty sure that that does tug at her insecurity and then you know I'm gonna be honest I went to her social media uh, like her Instagram I didn't see a lot of guys, you know, comment. And I don't know what those DMs were looking like, but I saw a lot of women comment. And but again, it's not the same. After that long being with someone, after three children, you just you want to still feel like you got it, even though you aren't going to do nothing with it. You want to feel like you still got it. Hell, like honestly, a lot of older men, they'll be. That's the first excuse that they will uh, use with their wives, like. Cleveland, why you 50-something years old? Why are you out here messing with these young girls? Honey, I just still want to know that I got it. I just still want to know. And that is the truth. That's the truth. And so I will say, I will say this. I'll be fair. It is a double standard. It absolutely is. But guess what? So the hell what? Okay? Women got to deal with uh Breast pain, menopause, periods, childbirth. All y'all got to worry about is blue balls and prostate cancer. So we can have some goddamn on double standards every now and then. And that's the truth. Like if Steph Curry was on the red table talk and was like, hey, you know, it would be nice if women would, you know, compliment me or, you know, I don't want to, I don't want it. 
But if somebody was giving it to me, that would be nice. We would all be in an uproar. We would be slandering him. He would get donkey of the day. And so I recognize that. I really, really do. However, like I said, oh, well, y'all got to deal with two things, prostate cancer and blue balls. There will be some double standards, just like, um, you know, uh, sleepovers. Listen. Y'all know it's a double standard with the sleepover. When you get older, girl, pack the bag, go. The men be all like, yeah, you know, leave the bag in the car and then go fall asleep on the couch and then get up in the morning and just go home. Don't even bring the bag inside like he did it on purpose to spend a night. You know, that's this is real weird, a lot of uh, toxic masculinity, but this is not the time or place for that. Anyway, so, you know, I just felt her. I really did. And I'll be honest, like, she started off talking about her insecurities, right? And like, I, transparency moment, I felt her 100%. Like, I am a strong believer that you don't know how broken you are until like you get with a person who loves you past your brokenness. That was absolutely me when my husband and I were dating. I was so broken. I was so insecure. I felt like, I had to overcompensate with certain things so that, you know, my man wouldn't cheat on me. I would be like, oh, what you need? You want me to cook? Basically doing wife things without the title. And I did that because I was insecure. I didn't want to be her. I thought that if I did all these things, you know, they would never seek solace in other people. And that's just not how it works. And I distinctly remember having a conversation with my husband when we like transition from friends to lovers and he was like, listen, I will help you through this, but like, I cannot make you less insecure. Like that is something that you and God are going to have to really work on. I can help as much as I can, but ultimately it's your decision. Right. And so I just wanted to name that because Aisha never said that she felt less than with her husband. She never said she felt less attractive. He probably is always affirming her you know he seems like a really nice person they, they're such a cute family it's just that sometimes you just always want more especially especially when you have those deep insecurities it is just I've been there I've been there and I felt her then she like goes in to say that she actually has anxiety and she's on medication and nobody brought that up, right? Like nobody brought up the fact that she admitted to having anxiety, right? We always talking about mental health is so important and, you know, hashtag I'm black and I go to therapy. Here this woman is saying that like I felt invisible. I have anxiety. I take medication. And the only thing that folks are worried about is like, you got it. You are a millionaire and your husband is rich and you're this, you got this fancy house. Why are you worried about other people? That's not what it is. That is not what it is. Again, clothes, money. At the end of the day, everybody wants to still feel like they got it. Period. Period. A compliment makes everything better. There have been days where I've just been having a bad day. Someone will give me a compliment and it really will change the trajectory of my day. It really will. Even if it's for a small moment. Just someone acknowledging that they see you, right? That they see you and that they like something about you. Those homeless men in McPherson Square Park, I'm never going to give them my phone number or sit on the bench with them and talk. But I'm not going to, you know, I'm going to smile when they compliment me because it's nice. It's nice to hear that, right? And so I've been seeing all type of stuff, y'all. Like, why she wanting another man's attention? Sis never said that she wants another man's attention. 
That is literally not what she said. What she said was she has felt invisible in the past. She has anxiety is, is, and is on medication. And she said that she doesn't want it. She just wants to know someone is looking. She ain't say nothing about nobody touching. She ain't say nothing about nobody humping. She just wants to know that she's being seen. That's it. That I don't understand why people are having such a hard time understanding that. And honestly, like, I can't even say that it is just men that are, like, reacting this way. I see some 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 ladies on my timeline that are talking re- reckless, especially on the shade room. Like, the shade room, under her picture, it got, like, 20,000 20, comments. And you know if the shade room has more than 5,000 comments, it's something juicy. But, like, the women in the shade room were just like, you are rich. Why are you worried about another man and blah, blah, blah? That is not what she said. This is the thing. We have to stop diminishing the voices and experiences of black women. We have to stop doing that. Society already does it. This woman felt comfortable speaking her truth. And honestly, Aisha Curry, I don't know, sis. I really don't. But I do think that she has a very sweet demeanor and personality she does not seem like the type that would go on this TV to like embarrass her husband or hurt her marriage. She doesn't seem like that. What I think happened is she was sitting with her good girlfriends. They were having girl talk. And you know when we have girl talk, you know, they probably, I don't know if they had a couple drinks before that little champagne, some Prosecco. Um, you know, you start letting it fly. You really do, especially when there is something that has been bothering you and you want that validation from your girlfriends. And so... I don't think she did it to be malicious. I don't think she did it or she's telling us that she's having problems in her marriage. She was speaking her truth. She really, really was. And I I really wish that the response would have been different. Now, if Aisha Curry would have got on there and like, oh, um, my husband don't never tell me I'm cute. And like, I'm, I, you know, I want the men come up in my DM and I'm gonna start answering my DM or blah, blah, blah. I can say, all right, Aisha, like you tripping girl. But my thing is she didn't say that. And, and, uh, We don't even know if she's had this conversation with her husband. This may not be news to him. It may be news to us. But as long as he okay with it, as long as he holding his queen down, who cares what the rest of it? Listen, I ain't got enough money for Aisha Curry to care what the hell I think about her wanting somebody to look at her. And neither do y'all. So stop. And if you do, then become a sponsor of the Queen's Tea Podcast. Hit me up, uh, DM, text, email, all that good stuff, because I need all the coins. Um, but yeah, I, I'm really disappointed. I'm really disappointed that um, people are reacting that way. And then I saw something that was like, people, men respect Steph Curry too much for them to be trying to go Aisha. First of all... They ain't even respect my Jesus, okay? Nobody didn't respect my Jesus. And Steph Curry ain't Jesus. He got three six, uh, the John's 316 on the sneakers, but he ain't Jesus. Ain't nobody out here like, oh, nah, man, I ain't looking at Steph, girl, because, uh, you know, I respect him as a man. I was about to say the N-word, but I'm trying to do better. Ninjas don't care about that. They don't care. They really don't. And so all that, no. No, no, no. You can literally be with your man, and a ninja will try you. Let him catch you on. Hey, baby girl, let me try upgrade that rock. You can't have no friends. Uh, yeah, I could treat you better than he can. You know, if I, if if you was my woman, you okay? But I'm not. 
Okay, so you're not going to sit here and tell me that Steph Curry has the most more respect than Jesus Christ. Okay, I'm just not going to believe it. So that's that on that. And so, you know, I, I know one thing, though. Aisha DM is about to be popping. Okay, these men about to be coming out the woodworks. They're going to be like, yeah, baby, I see you. You know, I, I can only imagine. I, I, at this point, honestly, if I was her, I would probably go ahead and disable my comments. I really would. I really hope that um, she is not even like in her uh, request in Instagram or Twitter because I'm pretty sure that people are lighting them up. They really are. Um, and also, Aisha says, again, I'm happy to share McPherson Square Park with you because, listen, sis, them homeless black men, they, honey, they are sh sharp with them tongues. Sometimes they be saying stuff and I just be like, where did you get that from? I'm telling you, they will make you feel wanted and seen and you will feel like that someone is looking. They be looking a little too much, be trying to follow you and stuff. Don't go without your security, sis. Anyway, so this was also a really, really big week in like Hollywood. Y'all y'all know I think that I'm a fake celebrity, like for real. Um, So this was Met Gala week and the theme was camp. So I'm gonna be honest, like I had no idea what that was. When I heard that, I was like, oh, camp. Is it like a woodsy, outdoorsy theme? But apparently like camp is like, you know, drag queen language. Like it means extra over the top. And I was here for it. So before I get into like my hits and misses, y'all, B wasn't there. B was not there. Rihanna was not there. Sarah, Sarah Jessica Parker. Listen, y'all. Rihanna said she is going to, she not doing nothing but trying to get her coins with this Fenty makeup, y'all. I'm so serious. Like people keep asking her for music, an album. Sis just be posting pictures of her um, concealer and her bronzer. Okay. She ain't worried about none of us. She going to do what she wants to do. I actually was surprised not to see Beyonce though because B been coming to stuff y'all when sis show up at the NAACP awards I was like wow like I don't know I'm telling y'all when Solange came out with a seat at the table I just think that ignited something in Beyonce where she just like trying to be with her people even more now because that's the same year that she did Super Bowl performance um, and they had like the Black Panther theme. And then she came out with Lemonade, which was like a ode to black women and like the struggles that we be going through with these ninjas and like all the stages of relationships. But she was at the NAACP pool. Listen, sis was not prepared for the Saints, though. She really wasn't. And the thing is, you know, daggone well that they just squeezed her into that entertainer of the year category because she was there and jay-z was getting an award sis got up there i mean hot pocket was all on display i'm like sis where is your lap uh lap shawl or something but she was cute in her old white looking godly anyway back to the mat um my top looks first and foremost janelle monet like to me, Janelle Monet can do no wrong. Like, she just kills it every time. She was giving me, like, Mad Hatter. And the only reason I said that is because she had, like, three hats on top. But I loved it. Celine Dion also just looking like a beautiful fountain of just money. And I love her. I really do. I don't, I, I you know, I'm, I'm not even going to say that. Um, Cardi, Cardi, you did good. You did good. My only thing with Cardi is, and this is what I was wondering most of the night, how the hell do those people go to the bathroom? That they're like, and how did they get that dress there? What kind of did they put her on the back of a like eighteen wheeler? And like, how the heck 
did she get there with that dress? And like, did she have on an adult diaper or something? Because I, at that point, like, I could never go to the Met Gala and wear something like that. My bladder is literally the size of a kitten heel. I have to go to the bathroom, like, every 15 minutes. And people would get sick and tired of me. So, kudos to Cardi. Girl, I hope you ain't got no UTI because you was holding it all night. Um, Zendaya also just... Another one of my favorites can do no wrong. Sis came as Cinderella. She had the fairy godmother. Honey, she done left a glass slipper. Don't really know if it was camp, but it was cute. So whatever. Billy Porter. Honey, he had the nice strong men coming, uh, uh, carrying him out. Then he was like a golden angel. I don't know why. He just reminded me of like a, a symbol on a very expensive credit card or something. I don't even know where I got. Oh, you know what? He looked like a, uh, no, what's not an Oscar. Is it a golden globe? It's one of those that have those wings. He, it, I don't know. He's another one that was just, that was camp. Okay. Now let's get to the, uh, you missed the mark. Regina Hall, sis, I love you. You my good girlfriend. You from the DMV. First of all, <laughs> sis look like she ain't even want to be there. She literally was just taking a picture like, please just take a picture with me. Her outfit was okay. I feel like it was like a knockoff Beachella outfit. There was like this big B in the middle. I, I mean, maybe she was challenging Beyonce. I don't know. It just wasn't for me. Um, also, Nicki Minaj. Nikki, you really like, first of all, y'all, the streets is saying that Nikki is pregnant. They are saying it. And she is, her boobs are looking a little plump, but I don't know. Maybe she's got a little bit more in them, but sh disappointing, disappointing, especially with like Cardi coming to slay. Nikki should have come to slay. Solange also let me down. She like posted this picture where she had these like snakeskin nails with a snake. I just knew she was going to walk down with a damn boa constrictor. And she literally like had a little dress on and snakeskin boots. I'm like, okay, uh, where, where the rest of it? Is a snake going to come out the bottom? Is the boot going to turn into a snake? Like, what? It, it was nothing. Um, J-Lo, you know what? I try not to say anything bad about uh, J-Lo. No J-Lo slander will be tolerated because we have the same birthday. And I just feel like Leo folks got to stick together. But I'm so, you know, we have seen that look before on J-Lo. We have seen that look before, Auntie. And I feel like Rihanna wore that. Like, I don't know when she wore it, but then she wear it where it was like the boobs were showing or something. J-Lo, you can do better, sis. You, you, you know, you're looking fabulous. You can wear anything. We don't need no repeats, okay? We just don't. Serena, again. You know, I'm going to put her in the same category with her and Carrie Washington. They just don't get it right. I don't know who their stylist is, but they never get it right. Like, I am always so underwhelmed with what they choose to wear. Like, no. And then she had like Air Force Ones or some type of sneakers with it. Sis, go on with that baby. Honey, she would have done better just like, I don't even know, carrying a, becoming a tennis ball racket or something. I don't know. She just misses it. Speaking of Carrie Washington, Carrie <laughs> Washington is really down with B613. She probably got both. She has two kids. Those kids have to be at least 45 by now. Like we have never seen her children. And she has two. Like, she is so private. She barely even takes pictures with her husband. Now, you know what? That's the person that need to be standing with Aisha Curry because his ass probably feeling real invisible. Carrie Washington won't even take a picture with him. She will not. The only time we see him is when the paparazzi flash or something. 
She won't even take a picture with him. She is very private. I'm here for it, but I just, I would love to see what the little uh, Olivia Popes look like. Uh, who else? Kim Kim Kardashian. Girl, we've seen it before. What in the world? This was not a Sports Illustrated cover. Like, the little droplets of water. <sighs> Bye, girl. Anyway, last but not least, honey, Tiffany Haddish. Tiffany Haddish looked like a Mississippi pimp. I just like, she literally looked like one of those uh, guys in Baps. Remember what I'm talking about with the perms? First of all, I thought she was Vivica A. Fox. And then she told the one, I just feel, you know, it's just something about Tiffany Haddish that I don't like. And, you know, I try not to say that about black women because, you know, I respect her hustle. It's something about her I don't like. She just does way too much. She was like, yeah, I got some fried chicken in this bag. I'm like, you look like you got some fried chicken in this bag, girl. Why are you coming here dressed like a pimp? Well, at least she ain't wear that little white outfit that she wore four times. But anyway, so like I said before, y'all, my new segment of the Queen's Tea podcast is called the Jester, a.k.a. Jackass of the day. And I'm not going to say his name because, like I said, we ain't got no sponsors yet and I don't want nobody suing me. But this was one of the many ignorant posts that I read today regarding Aisha Curry. It reads as such. Nothing wrong with that. Everybody has insecurities, and that's okay. But Aisha got to know she comes off being annoying. She has this handsome millionaire baller husband, children, and is complaining about not getting attention. Meanwhile, she dresses and carries herself like she doesn't want attention from anybody except her husband. First of all, lots wrong. Let's unpack this statement. First of all, I have heard that Aisha Curry can be annoying. She comes off as annoying, so you can have that. That's your opinion. You start talking about, yeah, she got this handsome. Sis, Aisha is the prize. She is gorgeous. And so he acting like she don't have room to be feeling the way she feels just because she got a handsome husband and some kids. That don't mean nothing. It's plenty of women out here with handsome husband and beautiful children, and they are still suffering in silence from postpartum depression or just overall depression. So miss me with that. Then he goes, she dresses and carries herself like she don't want attention. So you know me. Listen, if you don't know by now, I'm the type of person that'll argue with your friends on your timeline. I sure will. You make a, a status or a, a post and I see somebody comment, I'm going right up under that thing and replying all. I want to shout out India because let me tell y'all, <laughs> India taking a break from social media, but... She used to always do that to me, and I would get so mad at her. She would be arguing with my friends on um, Facebook, and she would go, and I would have to text her, India, please stop. I'm going to block you from Facebook. But, honey, I understand it now because I was going in on this man. So he talking about the way she dressed. I responded, what does her dressing have to do with her wanting attention? How do you dress like you want attention? Jackass number two moment. Is that a real question? When you got your freakum dress on, you looking to shut shit down. When you throw on some sweats and a hoodie, you just want to be practical. Nothing about Aisha Curry to me shows that she's trying to attract a man or cares about an opinion of a, of a man outside her husband. She gives me soccer mom. First of all, as a future soccer mom, don't come for the soccer moms. Second of all, I have ha pulled some of the most. It's mo back in my day, when I used to go with sweatpants and even a, ro a roller or a flexi rod, 
That's when people really want to talk to you. So I'm just like, but my thing is this. This is where the double standard comes, right? He talking about she dressed like she don't want attention. That's BS. Because if she was out here wear her quote-unquote freakum dress on, then you'd be calling her a hoe, a slut, all that. You know what? We just can't win. We can't win. And you know what? Whoever you are, you will be re remain nameless. I hope you ain't got no girlfriend. And I hope that if you do, she is tapping into that ass tonight because you are very ignorant. And I'm sorry, Um, let me just not say, I'm, I want to apologize in advance if the person who I'm arguing with this person on her timeline is, is listening. I love you, boo. But that man is not right. I hope that's not a family member. I'm so sorry. Um, so yeah. So as we uh come to the last uh part of today's show, I told y'all I only had a limited amount of time because of the battery. And also I just want to get back in the swing of things. I really miss y'all. I hope that y'all miss me. I hope that you're tuning in. But I really want to talk about something um that my husband and I were actually talking about last night that I don't think gets enough attention, and that's gentrification. And particularly in D.C. So my husband told me that Shaw Howard U Street is the second most gentrified area in the nation. Right behind, I think, L.A. That's scary. And as a person who grew up in the DMV my entire life, like I know what all these places used to look like. I know what Noma used to look like. I know what, uh, you know, Columbia Heights used to look for, look like. And so, you know. This week they had Mochella. I just love black people. I love it. They done. They, they <laughs> we gonna have all type of Chella, and I guarantee you right now somebody is saying they gonna name their baby Mochella. Let's pray right now. Um, so they had Mochella, which is like where they encourage DC folks to come out and kind of protest the gentrification that's going on in DC. You know, they trying to take over Howard University. They walking the dogs and the dogs pooping all over the campus, and even Berry Farms. Uh, which is like a very prominent neighborhood in D.C. Uh, Kevin Durant goes there and does his like, you know, basketball league. They're tearing it down. And the thing is, like, it's very easy for us to think about, um, you know, all the, the, the quote unquote good stuff that comes from gentrification. Right. Like, oh, it's less rowdy neighbors. We got a Whole Foods now. We got a Harris Teeter. You know, it's less crime. But the thing is, we have to start looking at the, the heart of the situation. Right. Everybody that lives in the hood don't bring no problems, right? Crime don't know no zip code. But most of the people that gentrific gentrification affects are people that we know and love, right? It's like that grandmother who is struggling to raise her grandkids because the mama can't do right. You know what I'm saying? And it's like those are the people that have to move from their neighborhoods, the only place that they've ever known, and be uprooted and gone because they want to come and build a Whole Foods and now I can't afford my rent. And so I just want to challenge people, you know, as we enjoy the Harris Teeter, because child, I love a Harris Teeter. I'm just going to be completely honest with you. I love Harris Teeter and Trader Joe's. Um, but as we look at those, I'm really hoping that we remember the hearts and souls of the people that are affected by gentrification. Listen, I told y'all we bought a house. Our neighborhood is very quiet. But as soon as you get that main road, we are in the hood. Lay hood, right? And so it's nice to want improvements to your community. It's nice to want less crime. It's, not, it's, it's nice to want, you know, just more peace and quiet. But that shouldn't come at the expense of people's lives and their livelihoods and, and where they lay their heads. And I'm going to tell y'all right now, all those people that's up in Waldorf, y'all get ready because that's where they come and they come right on our Waldorf. Anyway, y'all. 
Thank you so much for tuning in today's episode. I promise y'all, I'm not going to be trifling no more. I probably will be trifling again. I'm just going to be honest and I'm setting the expectation. But I promise not to be as trifling um, and not talk to y'all for nine months again. Oh my gosh. I'm just like so grateful that you have been still rocking with the queen, that you're still listening to this episode after I'm done talking about Aisha Curry. But thank you so much. It really, really means a lot. Um, If you would like to sponsor the Queen's Tea Podcast, please hit me up and do me one favor, y'all, for real. If you like today's episode, even if you didn't like it, please share it with a friend. We're on iTunes. We're on SoundCloud. We're really trying to take this thing and make it better. And if you have a special topic that you want to talk about or if you want to be a guest on the Queen's Tea Podcast, hit me up. I got two mics. We can always chat it up. Listen, I've had... Three people on one show, so we can work it out. Again, thank you so much. I hope to see y'all next week. And as always, I hope that your cup has been filled.